Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Fight with me and die really strong black people. Yeah, get in the rabbit hole. And I got a special guest that's coming through. Um, You heard him briefly on one of our conference calls with uh, Ken and uh, Mr. Edward Falk. And he is in the mentoring program with me. You guys briefly heard him talk a little bit, but I decided to bring him in so he can have his personal time uh, that he didn't have to share with anybody. And he can give us an even deeper dive in his craft and his business and his talent. So I got uh, Mr. Zay by Arts by Zay, and we gonna get him acquainted into the rabbit hole. What's going on, Zay? What's good with you, brother? Man, just, hey, man, just, just black and, and highly favored, man. And what I want us to do, man, is I want the people to get a little insight of who you are and what you do, your business, your craft, um, and how you started, man, and give them a little bit of the Zay that you were given a brief, brief um, preview of on the call, man. And I, I enjoyed hearing you speak when we was on the call, man. And I was just like, bro, something about that brother that I really want to I wanna bring in. And it's so crazy because I did not know you were uh, the guy of the Sunday Supper. Yeah. And uh, when I found that shit out, man, I was like, you know, that is my way to find out, you know, and get this guy on because instead of asking connects and asking people for your number, and stuff like that I think it's more personal for me to step to you and talk to you and you know you know who I am we we get acquainted and um, I spit that a couple things to you about the platform and you were interested in man here we are so I want you to give uh, give the people a little bit about how you started man and give them just an insight of your business man and what you do uh, well first off my occupation is basically an artist uh, I'm a painter tattoo Two artists, uh, art gallery owner, muralist, just an overall creator. Um, hell from Atlanta, Georgia, but I'm pretty much been in this area pretty much my half of my life. Uh, moved up to Bluffton, South Carolina, which is across the bridge. Not that far. Yeah, not that far, about 45 minutes. Graduated from there from high school, trickled down to Savannah State, started as an accounting major, if you believe it or not. You know, I took a couple of classes and I could do the work, but it just, I just didn't see myself being in no cubicle, you know, for the rest of my life. So it was just kind of like, man, I kind of was at a crossroads, like, yo, what, what, you know, what you gonna do? Cause, you know, I'm a first generation college student. So I'm going to see it through, but if I'm going to be here, I want to do something that, you know, that I'm going to have a passion for. So I looked into tattooing because I had been drawing on my life. I just never knew what to do with it because it was a lot of people in my head saying there's no money in art. So, but when you think of the world of accounting where you got to deal with money, think about it, uh, benefits and all that, that that's kind of like the route all you know people would tell me to go but it just didn't work for me so you know back to the art route and being that I had that in my head that you know ain't no money from art my way of thinking was like well what can I do artistically that can bring in a consistent form of income tattooing everybody want to be tatted but right everybody turn eight you know there's a new person that turned 18 every day so you know it's going to be a lot of people that's going to want to get artwork engraved on them. And if you're a good artist, that's just an industry where if you have good quality of art, you know, you'll be set. 
And he said 18, guys, so he's been doing it the right way. No young people coming in to get tatted from Zay. Straight legit. 18. Straight legit. So, boom, like, once I had that idea, I was just like, yo, let me do my research. Let me see how I can get into this. Through research, I found that painters and illustrators are the best to make the best the best transition into tattooing. At that point in time, I never painted. I was just always pencil and paper. So, you know, I made a decision to just drop that that major of accounting and switch over to uh, visual arts, learn how to paint. Along with that, like just in that department, I learned all different types of genre. I learned photography, graphic design, theater design, you name it, man. And Savannah State really expanded my horizon in that area. And uh, it just kind of prepared me. So like once I graduated, I hit the ground running and I was able to step into the door of Tat Life Studios with a portfolio. They brought me on as an apprentice, uh, a free apprenticeship, actually, which, you know, those are hard to come by, especially during that time. Because normally for an artist to, to spend his time and in, in info and pour into you, he's going to want to pay some money. He's going to want you to pay some, him some money. And that can range from a thousand to five thousand dollars, just depending. Is that... Um up front or is that on a reoccurring basis? Uh, that's negotiated. You can, some artists, they may require that up front or may half up front and then, or maybe uh, some artists, they may require just a payment plan. Like, you pay me this every month, you know, I give you XYZ amount of uh, knowledge or, you know, mm. training. So this not, this ain't got shit to do with no boofy. Right. This is yeah. for this man, this person to be your mentor. Right. Pretty much. Okay. You ain't getting paid. You ain't doing no tattoos and then like that. You sweeping up floors. You, you know what I'm saying? You just drawing, tracing. That's all you doing, you know, Damn. for like at least a year. Depending on your learning curve, it may take, you know, somebody five years to learn this stuff, you know, before they can even touch a machine. Not free. Right. And Not it took me like less than a year before I was able to get on a machine and start really doing it. I had been with that shop for about five years and, and just over that time I just got better and better. You know, truthfully, once I got to that point where I was good, I felt like I had, uh, I guess, put myself in a corner where it was just like, okay, I, I went to school, I went to college, graduated college, that was what you supposed to do. And from college, you go get your job that you wanted to get. I got that, what's next? You know what I'm saying? And I found myself like not being creative in other genres, all the genres that I learned back in college, like the photography and the painting and stuff like that. Didn't have enough time to do all that because all my time was into tattooing. So I had to take a step back, decided to leave the shop and, and learn how to do all that stuff you know, reacclimate myself with that type of stuff. And uh, just over the past three years, man, just, you know, getting back into painting, doing art shows, getting my name back out into the art community and growing my notoriety, man. I Last year, I was able to get my own space, my own gallery and all of that. And, you know, do things such as Sunday supper, as you brought up. And, you know. Let me ask you this. What did the pandemic teach you? It taught me to just the hustle, man. Like when people are in a crisis like that, what I've learned is you naturally be creative because you got you trying to figure out like how can I get out of this or whatever um, because it was hard with everybody being shut down but what I have found was you know there was a lot of people who needed to have that time on their hands so they could renovate their houses and remodel their homes and do things like that those people need art and so they was reaching out and I met them in the middle with, with my services and you know before I knew it I you know it's off yeah. And I've learned, man, that every entrepreneur, no matter what um, space that you're in, no matter what it is, 
each one of them has their season. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about anybody that's renovating interior design, exterior design, cleaning services, you know, termite, pest control. Mm-hmm. Bro, they made a lot of money yeah. through this pandemic. And it showed, bro, that the way that we grew up, especially in our um, generation, bro, we spend a lot of time outside. Yeah. We spend a lot of time outside the house. Yeah. We don't realize, we didn't realize how much stuff needed to be redone. The roof, the floor, mm. cracks on the wall, the refrigerator. Right. Until we had to sit up in that goddamn house, we never heard that squeaky noise because we were so tired from coming back in the house or so beat, getting straight to the point of going to the bed. Uh, oh, you probably in. knew it. You just would always tell you, so I get to it when I get tired. That too. And you just never had that too. <laughs> that too. And looking at your walls and like, hmm, they pretty naked. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at this shit all day long and it needs a splash or something. Mm-hmm. And just to know, bro, that it's so many pictures and paintings people can go look at. Mm-hmm. And But you got the phone call. Right. How did you market yourself, though? Uh, Social media, man. Social media and word of mouth. Like, being that I've been established, I feel like I've established myself early in Savannah because there are a lot of people who remember me from being in college, going to Savannah State. There's a lot of people who remember me from being an apprentice. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of people who remember me from, you know, to, you know, getting back into art, getting back into painting. And so when they had that idea of filling their homes with art, immediately it's like, oh, you say, Mm. you know, just over the years, just accumulating like a whole bunch of, you know, clients and from tattooing and, and just other realms of art. That's what kind of got me. And then also, prior to the pandemic, I would do um, live paintings at this open mic by the name of uh, Creatively Crafted, hosted by uh, myself, Phil, and uh, DJ Carlito. Okay. And so we do that. We've done that. And we've continued to do that this year. Um Every other Thursday, every other Thursday, you will find me in my corner on my easel painting. So every other Thursday, there's a different audience. There's people seeing me. There's people coming up to me, asking me, hey, what's your card? What's your information? This, this and that. So when that pandemic hit again, I remember him from the open mic. Gotcha. Right. So you ever um, paint some butt naked chicks? <laughs> of course, not live, but oh, not live. Just you, you looked at the picture and did it. Yeah, yeah. So you never had to steal the, the oh, yeah, shot yeah, of done, them I've standing done, there. Yeah, we. And, I've done those sessions like in college where they bring in a model, a new model, and we would just sit there and sketch. Yeah, yeah I've done that, um, but. Not like in front of a. I haven't done that in front of an audience. I don't think that's. Do they do that in front of an audience? I mean, that would be a nice idea, but. Okay. I never thought I, I well, mine was just of uh, someone wanting that of their self and they're coming to you mm-hmm. as because it's so many things that occupation wise that you can make. I just I, I and I ask you that because my I want to ask, um, what is it that you're locked in right now going full fledged on? Is it still the tattoos or now you're just going strictly canvas? What are you focusing on solely now now that you got you get your own your new space now? Yeah. It would be more so the tattoos. Okay. But I would overall say I'm trying to do it all. I'm trying to really, I'm in the process of trying to figure out a way to schedule myself to be able to do paintings and do tattoos and do my events. That's why Sunday Supper is every last Sunday of the month, just one one time of the month. If I did that every Sunday, I'd be wearing myself out. You know hey, I saying? thought the way that you looked the other day, bro. <laughs> I thought that was something that you were doing. Right. Every Sunday, I was, shit, I was looking at, you know, because when you came over, it was after the Sunday. Right. 
So you came, what, the Thursday? So mm-hmm. it was coming up to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about coming up to you with a plan. I'm like, so what, what's on this Sunday, bro? What's up? You was like, oh, no, nah, bro, that's mm-hmm. that's only one Sunday, bro. Like, exactly. I'm like, what? Even just one Sunday uh, every month is, is can be a little taxing. But again, I've, I'm a person that feel like, like if you proper plan and just execute it, you, you know what I'm saying? You'll be straight. It takes a team. Right. And a team. It takes a team. So with you being from, not from here, but per se. And I mean, I know, like you said, man, you know, people would say, yeah, because of it's so close, because of Hardyville, Buford, just Ridgeland, um, oh, Hilton Head, and anything like Hinesville, Effingham, pretty much it's the closest thing because Savannah is so known. So, pretty much for wherever you're at and wherever you're from, people know Savannah. So, if they don't know what you are originally from the first thing you say, you know, Savannah is, yeah, okay, yeah, that. For you to be coming from across the bridge, coming into college, and yes, you've been here in college for a minute, but how does it feel to not be a local from here, but to be able to flourish and still go back to, you know, where you had your roots from as an earlier team back in Atlanta, um, to take what you have and your success from outside of your own city to go back there. How does it feel to be able to plant your flag somewhere new and be, and I, I know you may be modest, but to be as successful as you are, how, how does that feel though? Uh, it's a good feeling, man. Uh, what I will say is it, it, it ain't overnight. It's something that you have to, you have to be here. You have to be doing it for a consistent amount of time, you know, to I kind of reap the benefits from it. You know what I'm saying? Savannah ain't Atlanta, you know, where you, you know, that's why a lot of people rush down there because they feel like they can just pop like that. Savannah's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more laid back. You know what I'm saying? It takes you a while to get the support that you that you want. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why sometimes we, like before this, we was kind of like, you know, debating on whether I'm from here. Because I've been here for so long to where people is like, yeah, like you kind of wanted us at this point because we support you like a local. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, it's a great feeling. And to have that support. What are your some of the tips, man, that you can give people with when you go to a new area? Start something entrepreneurial that you need the support of people because your customer service and your your craft, um, you need the support of the people. That's not something that you can do on your own and jump with. Right. But you need the support of the people being cool or and not saying so much cool, but being likable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Being likable and not having ill will between people because you like disrespect the wrong folks and you go and stick your chest out and you got bad blood between people, but coming in, staying in your lane, building good relationships and, and keeping contact with the right people. Right. What are some tips that you have to come into a new place, a new area to, to be able to grow your business? You got to get out into the community, man. You got to get out to the community, number one. And two, once you get out into the community, you got to support people. You got to give that support to receive that. You can't just be going into a new town with your hand out saying, hey, this is what I got. You want to buy? No. Sit down with the people. Talk to the people. You know, get acquainted with these people. If you plan on planting your flag here, you're going to want to know the people that support you, you know what I'm saying? So you definitely got to put in that work, you know what I'm saying? You got to put in the, the leg work in that area um, in order to succeed. And like I said, that's that's a long grind. And I'm the type of person who I don't like to try to speak to a crowd of people. I'm more of a one-on-one. I speak to a group of people here and there, but you know what I'm saying? That's, that's 
kind of how I grew my business. Just, you know. Showing up to other people's events. Right. You showing love and showing support. Right. Um, and not so much of showing support of knowing because you got something going on. Right. And I think that's something that we all have to take a page out of that type of book, man, because we definitely have to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do on that end. But also, I just think that we we just go out into something new and think that we deserve the support um, exactly. because we, you know, we, we black people, you know what I mean? We, we should feel like we should support each other. Right. And I think that's, I mean, that's true, but I think people fail to realize too, though, what work have we put in? Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into some shit to where coming from the corporate world, and jumping into your own, especially with driving trucks, being owning operator, you know, working for someone who is an owner, but you, you know, you get the freedom to do, you know, have your own and pick your own schedule and right. your grind is what it is, you know, and then you start having free time, more time to find out things that you want to do, got the, 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 the opportunity to grind even harder to where Guys, the limit on how much you get paid because they can't cap you. Just the part of having the time because everybody wants to have a job where they can have as much free time as they want, right? But you start to get that much time, but I don't think people just evaluate themselves and really ask themselves, okay, having this much time and being able to go and come and go as you please and do it as much as you want, how about putting enough work? to do that yet, to be able to monitor and manage that much freedom. Right. We want that freedom, but what have we done to get that freedom? Exactly. And um, that also goes with what have we done to get the support? When we have something that we're doing, what have you done for people lately? And not saying lately of any time, you know, are you, have you been somebody that goes out and support? Exactly. On a regular basis and not just going out because you got something going on. I think a lot of people share people's posts and things because they have something going on. Mm. I think my thing was I'm a person that does not cheer loud for someone for the from the mountaintops. Um, I'm a person that will see you. I will promote you word of mouth. I will tell people every time that somebody I will remember what somebody has going on. Like if you're selling something or you got something going on, I will always remember that just because I'm not in the market for it at that point of time does not mean that I don't remember. But every time that I hear somebody say that they're in the market for something, the first time, the first thing that I think about is whoever that person that I told no to. And I put them on to that. I always ask for somebody card. I always ask for somebody information because that meeting, I think a lot of people may feel some type of way when you tell them no at that time, but you never know what another person has in store for you just because they're not in the market or just because right now they're not interested. Um, but my thing is I will support people on a different scale of that people won't see. And, um, but I am a very big supporter of a lot of people. And that's why I started doing this because I feel like I was doing a lot of people, uh, uh, undue service because yeah, I was giving you your process of telling people word of mouth, but maybe I wasn't screaming it to the mountaintops as loud as I was supposed to. Um, in the social media thing, I think social media is not as real as people take it to be. So I think the platform is about as genuine and as, as real as I can get right. by bringing people on and showing you love and showing my appreciation and getting you out there because I do this behind the scenes. But who believes that? Mm. If you don't hear it, if you don't see it, would you believe that I'm supporting you? Do you believe I'm telling people about your paintings? Would you believe that I'm telling people about you doing hair, doing nails, or, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever, whatever? Would you believe it if you didn't hear me and see me? So I felt like, you know what? 
It can be informative and it can be a big support thing. And that's why I thought about doing this. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I heard you. Like I said, that was the first time I ever heard you on that conference call. Mm -hmm. And when you told me, you was just like, you know, I thought about it. I was just like, hey, I think I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I heard people, you know, listen to that shit when they was around me and they hear you say that. And the first thing they said be like... Straight up. <laughs> That's the first thing they say. When you when they hear that line, you say it like, mm, you know what? I think I can do this just as good by myself. Niggas was like, straight up. Hey man, you just kinda gotta you gotta you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta bet on yourself at some point, man. And if you know, you know, the quality of work that you put in, if you know that you got the work ethic to put behind it. But why not? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's... You said something right there, man. Bet on yourself. Yeah. A lot of people ain't got the money to bet. And not saying the money to start something, but some people don't have that backup to if they fail and if they fall, they can't take that loss. And that's why a lot of people are afraid to bet on themselves. Um, you know, me and my partner, I just, you know, got on his platform the other day, the entire podcast, you know, ooh, and he was just like, you know, bet on yourself, just same thing, take a gamble. But he is like, a lot of people are scared to take that gamble, but he was just like, you know, shit, you don't understand, nigga. You take a gamble every day going to your regular nine to five, hoping that they're going to pay you the right amount that you have worked them hours. Right. Not only that, I took it even a step further in my mind. was like, nigga, we gambling every day as black men. Just waking up, walking these streets to go to the job, to crank that car up and drive to the job. Not only to get paid, nigga, but to make it back safe, to still be living. You know what I'm saying? We take that gamble every day. And we don't understand, bro, this life is only temporary. And why are we living scared? Right. We living so scared. And living scared money don't make no money. Right. And we are so prone to accept and be grateful for the little crumbs we got. But we deserve more. Right. We deserve way more. And you are somebody, bro, that painting, man, that is tattoos and painting. But that's a huge fucking gamble. Well, you know how many models tattooing? Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you're a black man that's painting. Fucking Picasso, dog. Like, you know, how many to, to even? I'm trying to figure out, bro, in your mind, how in the hell do you market painting, though? Like, your creative skills of not only you just painting, bro. Like, we know your, your ability to do it, mm-hmm. but to know how to the market of who's looking for that. Mm-hmm. The, to even know what type of people is into that. Like, how you do that? What do you, what do you look, how do you, how do you look at a grid, a graph, or you look at the market mm-hmm. and how do you tap into that to see how you're going to market it or who's in the market of, how do you know who's going to be, how you're going to make this shape? The, the good thing, or the freeing thing about being an artist is that you have the ability to create whatever the fuck you want. And basically what I do is I create what I like. I don't just do the typical, when I'm doing my type of art and when I'm expressing, doing a a piece that's like conceptual, not just like a picture of Jay-Z, a picture of Lauryn Hill or something like that. Like I'm just really doing that from how I feel. I'm putting that out into the universe because it's somebody out there, however they interpret that piece, is gonna be feeling the same exact way. Ain't no way of them seeing it or feeling or noticing that if I don't put it out. So I I do my best at just putting it out there. And it from social media, people share it and all of that and you know what I'm saying, they get views and stuff based off of that but that's essentially what it is um and just over time I've just kind of grew a following of people who like the similar 
concepts. Like, you know, I like um, uplifting shit. I like, you know, Afrocentric shit. I like stuff that uplifts us. You know? Exactly. So when you put stuff out there like that, it's gonna be some women out there that's gonna want some uplifting. It's gonna want it's gonna be some black people out there that's gonna want something that motivates them in their homes. If I just paint what I'm what motivates me and put it out there, if they feel the same way, that's that connection. That's something that's 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 kind of like the fuel towards like how I want to sell my art because people people will buy that because it's valuable. It holds that value because you have some kind of sentimental value to it. So and and people I'm gonna tell you this, like going into that Sunday supper, like as fellas, you know, you participating in that, man, and you take your your woman now. There are some guys that's poets and rappers and they're very artsy just like you, you know, and they have some talent. But as I was looking at that, it's like it's, it's like going into a, a Keith Sweat concert or something or a Chris Brown or Trey Song concert and you get that person up there, bro, that's deep with that poetry. Mm-hmm. And your girl sitting right there and that thing touching her soul just as much as, you know what I'm saying, your creativity, bro. Right. And it's just ground shaking, man, to you find so many people that's like-minded, like-spirited in one room that we all can connect. But that's dangerous. That's fucking dangerous. Right. You know, when you have everybody shaking the room like that, you know what I'm saying? And that's powerful. And that's what the world does not want, mm-hmm. especially with a whole bunch of black people in the same room deep and thinking like that. I also, I wanted to ask you this. When you first started, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you don't know who's the deep thinkers. You don't know who interprets your pictures and can can just sit there and just build something in their own mind and say, when I'm looking at this, I think about this. Were you grabbing people's attention by the drawing of the Jay-Z's and the stuff like that and just taking those portraits for people to now just see, okay, they drew that picture real good. And once they get you and, and they got you on the line and on the hook, that's when you're like, all right, I don't like it's it's like you being Tory Lanes and you taking their pictures and remat you taking those samples, their pictures, sampling it and redoing it mm-hmm. from the originals. But then now you're going and saying, All right, now that I got y'all with that, I'm gonna show you my skills and I want you to interpret this. I want you to do this. Like how long what how what did you go in first to grab the attention though yeah and that's the game man like uh, what I did basically to grab that attention was the one the creatively crafted doing the live paintings and stuff like that you know having you know multiple crowds or different crowds every other um, Thursday to see it and then on top of that the concept that I had put out was my uh, dripping lyrics series where I did do pictures of celebrities um, rappers and singers that I like and uh, along with that maybe a quote or a lyric or something from a song that I like that there's a favorite song or like uh, uh, somewhat and uh, it wasn't photorealistic it was abstract you know it was colorful and all of that and and you know I put it out that was what reeled everybody in you know and me throwing a crown on top of it you know that's the shit that stands out to me right that's what made it you know that's like you know you gotta put a signature out there something that the people know you by even if they haven't never seen you if they see that painting and they see that crown and they know your work that's like oh that's a Zay piece that's why I always told you I was like you know when I used your painting I want to make sure you know I knew it was yours because of the crown Mm -hmm. and once I start using it I want people to know that's you. I don't want them to think that I found something from YouTube. I don't want people to think that I, you know, I might have photoshopped something or I want them to know 
somebody really drew that and it's somebody that I know, you know what I'm saying, that I have contact with that he can be reached. This is not somebody that is going to take, you know, jumping hoops and stuff like that to find. You're going to be able to find this person. This person is in arm's distance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody that I can use all his stuff. Like, I'm going to use this up because a lot of your stuff speaks to what the platform is for. Mm-hmm. I can use a lot of your paintings and a lot of it coincides on the messages on each episode. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked you, I'm like, man, can I use that? Because I can find a lot of your paintings and like you said, what can you visualize when you see that people cannot they can't tell you your your talent or your creativity because only you see it they can only they can only feel something else to their own understanding but I can just give them a blueprint and then from you seeing that picture you hearing the, the, the content behind it now even though that it has a man and a woman looking in each other's eyes you list you look at that and you listen to the episode, you start looking at that picture very different. Mm-hmm. Now you start saying, well, are they arguing about, you know, men and women, you know, gender roles or uh, are they finally coming together and reconciling or, you know, is he telling her how much she means to him and stuff like that? You can do so much with that, with right. your pictures, bro. And I'm like, I gotta have it. Like, I gotta ask this name for permission, bro. Like, <laughs> can I have it? Like, for real, like, it's not like I want to use it as mine. I just want to highlight your creativity, but I also want to show people how I took what you drew and what I took from it. And then they just do whatever the hell they want to do with it. But this is what I took from it. What do you guys see? And I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you could have just, you know, it's a lot of things you could have thought about, you know, when I came to you about some shit like, what the fuck this mother on? You know what I'm saying? It's so many things like, you want to do what? Like, you know, like you said, it's so many people just come in and out and they just really don't know what they want. A lot of it is just for clout. A lot of them is just to use your name for whatever, whatever. But like I always told you, man, I didn't know you were as known as you are. I didn't. I just heard about you and I was just like, I'm interested. I never said, well, do do anybody know of him? I just took what you said and hearing your voice and what you spoke about, I was intrigued by it. I didn't give a damn about what nobody else was. Like I said, whether it was two people at a Sunday supper, mm. I came in intentions to talk to you, to bring you here. I didn't care if it was two people there. Once them two people was done talking to you, then I was going to come and talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we we kind of connect. And, um, you know, we had we had about two meetings already, man, and I'm glad that you, you know, you gave me the opportunity to come and, and, and for you to come onto the platform. But let me ask you this. As a person... A black man with your creativity, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing in our community is looked at differently because, you know, you went to Savannah State. However, somebody with your artistic ability usually go to like Savannah Arts or SCAD, mm-hmm. but they're looked at differently because it's not the cool route or it's not the only reason why it's cool for you now is because what the thing that black men or our society or our culture you know looks to is the tattoos mm-hmm. so now you the man right but growing up and knowing that ability that you had but you can't really share it with the folks in the hood or they understand it they don't really understand your creativity how did you maneuver growing up with knowing you have a ability and a skill like that but you can't really share it with your homies because they ain't really because kids we don't know how to put ourselves in categories of like-minded we just stand out and then though you know everybody else just gravitate because of who we are but we don't know how to walk up to a group and put ourselves in it the nerds usually you know see another nerd getting picked on and say hey man come over here but jocks 
they usually on the same team. Right. So they run like that. Popular girls are usually cheerleaders, stuff like that. So they fall into us and like, but to have no, if your high school does not have a drama club or an arts club, you're just by yourself and you just, how do you maneuver your skill like that? What did you do? I guess to that, bro, I feel all of that and I can understand like how one could want to like hide that talent but I've been blessed to say like man like I ain't never had that issue like yeah it was a hidden talent like during elementary like I would just draw at home but uh by the time of like middle school you know everybody know Dragon Ball Z got you so got I you. was selling pictures of Dragon Ball Z for five dollars a, a piece of paper and yeah <laughs> okay so got you got you, know, got you, got you, got you, got you. You know, it was one of those type of things. And then by the time in the high school that I went to, Bluffton High, they had art classes. They had they had a whole the bridge. Yeah. art room. So it was like my whole senior year, <laughs> being that I took all my core classes and was done with those, I could just clean, you know, I clean house with the rest of the art, you know, with art classes. So yeah, I guess they kind of like changed my trajectory in a sense, you know, being that I have that background. But, you know, I do to what you were saying, like being, a, you know, in those crowds or whatnot where, you know, it's not accepted or it's looked at as like, oh, that's that nerd shit or white people shit or that golf shit or that, you know, just... All kind of shit. Yeah. You, Different you, shit. Your feelings, that weird shit. Nigga, you weird, you know, and don't nobody ever want to be, you know, called that. You know, growing up, you want to be a part of the in crowd and all of that. So, but... I ain't never had that. Like, I've always been, like, I've been the quiet kid just in the corner, like, just always to myself. But the cool kids always fuck with me just whenever, you know, I ain't never really, I just always been like a loner in that sense anyway, because I don't fuck with nobody, don't fuck with me. I just always been that type of dude. And, you know, I know that life in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? So it's like people, the cool kids wanted to fuck with me. It was cool. And it's crazy because, bro, you've, you've been, and then from where you were born mm-hmm. and then where you grew up from your big important ages going into your adulthood both of those areas are different though yeah, from Savannah it's two different worlds is, is, but they're they're both open worlds mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying South Carolina, anywhere from Bluffton, because Bluffton comes from, you know, it's very, you know, old time country to where, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's a lot of country, country black folk down there to Bluffton. But yeah, Yeah, so it's it's very closed. But, you know, it's different. It's not a hood type of atmosphere to where we have the art side in Savannah to where, like I said, Savannah arts, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot more open and in, in Bluffton in Atlanta, y'all, y'all are, it's a different type of crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you say that, I did think about like, damn, you're right. Um, because y'all play private schools too when it comes to sports. Um, because when I was coaching basketball, I coached a private school. You know, we went to Bluffton and played in Hilton Head High and we was going out there and playing too. Mm-hmm. But y'all do have a different type of a crowd, especially in Atlanta. Like everything is just creative. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of Southern hospitality in Atlanta. Though. It was a culture shock for me to go from Atlanta to Bluffton because all the schools that I had went to in Atlanta was all black. All black. 99.5% black. And then when I moved to Bluffton, I really got to see who the minority was and it was it was us. You know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. And you know my cousin and then it was Hispanic. My man. cousin went to school with you, uh Lewis Brown. Oh yeah, I yeah. Know Lewis. Lewis <laughs> Lewis left here. Yeah and yeah. went to hoop with y'all. Yeah. You know, Lewis bro, and the thing about it though, 
Lou was tough down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was tough as a ninth grader mm-hmm. um, when he left. And, bro, he was the man. That's why I said my family was from that way. Yeah. You know, he ended up going back to the roots mm-hmm. and moving, you know, when we went to Bluffton. And shit, he was a king yeah. on the court. In Bluffton, you know what I'm saying? And when you told me what year you graduated, I was like, you know what? I forgot that you, um, that you, yeah. And that's the type of, that's the type of crowd actually because he was just like you too, you know, cool. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, he don't mess with nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody mess with him. He played sports. So he was cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, he moved on there. Y'all, it's, it's a different when it comes to the, to, to the white crowd. Yeah. But, um, and that's why I feel like to that now it just kind of hit me like the success that I've been getting is because I'm Savannah and that side. I know people from or people know me from that side too, you know, so I kind of, you know, am good on both sides of the bridge, you know what I'm saying? So that is another little advantage. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, how does that feel to not be? From two areas that, you know, you starting, you've just been living there a long time. Mm-hmm. But to get up, you spent life mm-hmm. in three different places. Right. Started out in Atlanta, mm-hmm. 15. You know what I'm saying? Then from 15 to 18, you know what I'm saying? You went to, to Bluffton. Now you spent your last few years out there and stuff like that. And then you come across the bridge, you know what I'm saying, to Savannah. Mm-hmm. But those are two, you know, three different phases of life and three different places of just culture shock. You know what I'm saying? Different because, again, Atlanta, super fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I just, um, you blank, uh, you blank. Uh, now, back then, it was fast. But if you blank your eye and fart, now, yeah. in 2020, yeah. you missed five years of shit. If you blink mm-hmm. within three hours, you have missed a worth of five years of stuff. To, to, to go from that Southern hospitality in Atlanta mm-hmm. and everybody is there and working together and it's just second nature for you to see somebody else that's 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 kicking it doing. and doing it and you like, hey bro, what you doing? You wanna work together? Going from that and seeing that to coming here so it's a little more standoffish and it's like, uh, I don't know you. Um, what you got going on? And how is that was how did that get you like how did that feel to be like like you said you were standoffish but as an adult now to see back home how easy it is but down here it's a little more work as an adult how how is that how do you manage that though too like I just do what I do man like I do what I do I put it out there and you know if you like it you like it you fuck with it you fuck with it if you don't cool too I just been you know in a good space where I found I feel like I like I said I'm in a sweet spot where I get you know the best of all three you know what I'm saying if this side ain't fucking with me you know for this half of the year then I know this side of the bridge is fucking with me if this ain't then I know this city is fucking with me you know I it's good it's a good feeling that I can like move around or navigate in that sense it really ain't, I ain't gonna say it, it wasn't easy, but it ain't really been hard either. It's just... Because you're a people's person. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, like I said, like, I'm quiet by nature. And, you know, I've been humble. You know, I don't talk shit. I don't beat my chest. I don't, you know, be like, I'm the best motherfucking artist out here. It's a lot of people who say, oh, you the goat, goat, goat. You ain't gonna hear me say it. You know what I'm saying? I just keep my head down, keep my tunnel vision, do the fuck I want to do, do the fuck that, what I like to do. And, you know, fortunate just, it's been getting me paid and keeping me paid, man. That's because you're humble. Right. So, it's the, it's the, you be humble. That's the key. And like, even with tattooing, man, like I said earlier, being that I'm, I've, over the years, I've gotten good. The part of it, that's, that's, that's the hardest part. Be a good person, be a good professional, know how to talk to people, slap a good price on it. 
done deal. That's that's easy work. So, you know, that kind of helped me because a lot of my clients, I do have a lot more clients in tattooing than I do painting, but my clients that I've had from tattooing eventually crossed over. So, you know what? I want a portrait of my mom. Can you do this for me? Hook me up. Hitting them both ways. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a beautiful, wonderful thing, man. When you, like you said, it's so many different avenues as an artist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're able to find people who write and do poetry, do music, mm-hmm. paintings. It's just like, it's so much in artistry, though. Like, to be an artist, you can do so many things, dance, like, so much stuff. Like, you can be, you're a pioneer of so much that can trickle down and, you know, that can be just outstanding. And it's just like, it's, it's a, it's a beauty to just be an artist, period. Mm-hmm. I, and I think everybody, especially in our culture, should tap into it. Like, it is something just creating period we are so prone just to create clothes shoes songs writing paintings you know so much shit we create we are we are born to create and make moves right and we need to tap in it's just finding that niche and start worrying about if people are going to fuck with you and accept it it's just not everything is not everybody's niche though we we gotta understand that right it is everything is everybody is not gonna understand your creativity we want people and everybody to like it Mm -hmm. and if everybody don't like it we're hurt by it and that's what you need to you need to cut yourself off right there man cause what I'm sure it's a lot like it's a lot of uh, millions of people that has tattoos. It's a million, like millions and millions of people who don't. Don't fuck with it. Think it's against their religion and all that. Hey, cool. No harm, no foul. <laughs> For real. I hurt my money. None of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go rock with these people who do. You know what I'm saying? It's just that simple with me. And that's why a lot of artists just through talking to a lot of artists in, in Savannah, they say, you know, it's it's hard for them to, I guess, grow because they they be on Instagram and they see who gets the likes and stuff like that. And they post their stuff. They don't get enough likes or the likes that they think they deserve and stuff like that. And it fucks with them. <laughs> On the level to where it's like, man, y'all ain't fucking with me. I'm just going to stop this bullshit. I'm going to do something else or whatever. It's the and consistency. Right. That's Keep what get people. Keep at it. Because like I said, that's how people fuck with me. Because I remember him from when he was doing this. And he's still doing it. You know, people die. People quit. People move. Right. Uh, just because somebody that's doing the be- doing what you're doing and good at it, they have their season. Mm-hmm. Like I said, people move away. Yep. People lose contact. People lose that passion and find something else, mm-hmm. a new avenue. They may stop driving. You're like, hey, man, you still tattoo? Nah, man, I'm doing something different. You know, everybody's not going to do the same thing forever. Right. If, but if you, if it's something that you want to do and you're sticking to it and you're consistent, you'll, you'll sure believe and find out that you may be the last one standing, mm-hmm. but you got to stay consistent with it and let and still share your stuff. Let people know you're still doing it because if they fall off, and they're gone, those people start looking for new people. And if you have not been consistent, they don't know that you're still doing it to call you up. If you stop posting, you stop promoting, it's easy for them to say, hey, guys, connect me. Any suggestions to tattoo artists? Now it's like, and people are prone to, for the first person that comes in mind, they tag. But if you're not front of mind, you won't get that tag. And then we look for us to be front of mind and be that tag. Then you get mad when you're not. and be like, nigga, I, was, I didn't know you were still doing it. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about that and how she was frustrated that, you know, such and such was getting features on a song or something like that. And I was like, hey, at some point, man, you got to be real with yourself. You got to ask yourself, what have you done lately? 
to make you feel like you deserve being, like you say, in the front of the mind. What was the last thing you did? You did something two years ago? That was two years ago. Two whole years went by. And music is, bruh, it's so many one-hit wonders and so many people who come through the pipeline of music. You are seriously going to be an afterthought very quickly Mm -hmm. if you're not pumping that shit out continuously. That is a hard business to stay afloat in because what's hot today may not be hot tomorrow. Because music is streamed daily, right. hourly, nigga, is it? Bro, you not heard that new, nah, bro, boy, you better get on it. And if you're not hot or if you're not streaming long enough, like even with podcasts, bro, so many podcasts. <laughs> So many podcasts, but people would, you know, but oh shit, got down. Oh, you doing that too? Everybody don't. So, mm-hmm. who cares? What am I doing differently? What am I doing differently than everybody else? You know what I'm saying? How how much am I doing? You gotta do the work, man. You can't just have a product say, "Hey, I'm an artist," and that's it. And people just gonna fall out the sky and start fucking with you. It's not gonna work like that. You need to show, hey, this is what I can do. You see this picture? You see this? You see what I posted? You seen this yesterday that I just did? Look at this sketch that I did this morning. You gotta show people that you're on the grind and let people build that trust in you that, hey, if I do come to this person that he's capable of doing whatever it is that I need for him to do. If you ain't, if you ain't seen me do no drawing in two years, and I don't know if he still got it, you know? Me personally, too, I had to tighten up with, I fell victim through life. I see a lot of people doing a lot of things on my timeline on Facebook and stuff like that, right? And it's just hollering. And I'm just strolling past and you just it, just, it don't take long just to like it. You know what I'm saying? Liking it acknowledge you like it mm-hmm. and sometimes it just acknowledge I see you. Right. Sometimes a like is not that they like it, but you acknowledge that you see it because before the, the other emotions under the like button was there, it was just the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that thumbs up, that thumbs up can mean a lot. Now they give you the option to love it, to care it, to wow it, to cry, to be mean, the mad face, angry face. Like it's just giving you that option these past two years. But before it was just a thumbs up, the thumbs up and the share. So just a thumbs up can mean so much. It shows you now that they've created the other ones. That thumbs up can mean so much. But a lot of it can back then before it gave you that option it could mean so much you never know hey I see that you know and all I did was like hmm I see that that's pretty nice and I just keep strolling and I noticed that that's not giving and not knowing how psychologically that can play a toll on people it can and but them not seeing that it's like and I feel like it's got even worse even with the additions to the other emotions oh you love this but you just like this you know what I'm saying? If somebody got, you know, 15 hearts in a row, then somebody can just come and hit a like button. Like, damn, they hate it. Like, hey, oh, you see everybody loving it, then you just go check it out. It's disrespectful that they is. Like, me up. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's man. fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, like, that's a psychological crazy. warfare, bro. Yeah. Like, and I get it. So that's why I had to go back and start really, because I'm not a person that I like. Like you, it's like I said, bro. I know it's a lot of people that get tired of seeing me post a lot about my stuff. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I purposely say share. You know, like mm-hmm. comment, just to see how many people are gonna do that. You know, because they they're prone to follow the directions that somebody say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, even with the, you know, I told everybody that I was dedicating December. To people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just you know, for people who's not, because at first it was solely about black-owned businesses. It was uh, businesses, business owners in the city. And then I thought about it and was like, you know, it's the diary of strong black people. So, hey guys, you know, we talk about social stuff. We talk about bettering each other. We talk about uplifting. Your voice matters. So, you know, even if you're not a business owner, 
you ain't got to come in here and talk. Let's just talk about what's going on and let's see what changes we want to see. Mm. Speak up. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't have to now go to the uh, city council meetings anymore and stand up there at the podium and talk. This is going to get you a lot just as much as going to the city council because enough followers who hear this will share this mm. and everybody will start hearing this. You ain't got to, hey, somebody appoint them to the direction. Hey, man, you heard the moment podcasting? Hey, your ass up, boy. Mayor, whoever, whoever. <laughs> city, you know, city woman, blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, your ass up on this, bro. And they continue to hear that you don't have to go to those meetings because little do we know, bro, yeah. these people hear it. Mm-hmm. They may not, they may not tell you, but everything is heard. Word of mouth or them going there themselves. They may not speak about it, but people hear that chatter. Mm-hmm. People hear that. You know what I'm saying? They may not respond. They hear it. One thing about it, people cannot stand their name being in negative light. Because if somebody tell you the name being in a negative light, where? Who said it? What they said? Send it to me. Forward it to me. They listen to it. Just whatever employment or job or whatever that their title is, they may not be able to respond in the manner that you feel like they should or right. uh, react it to you in a negative manner to the way that you may want the response to be. But they know. You can't, uh, bro, in this world, or you can't lie and say you ain't heard some shit about you. Right. Now that everybody else heard it, you can't be the, it's not, it won't be long that everybody else heard it and you didn't. Nobody's, whether they love you, whether your people want to see you succeed or want to see you fail, you will never be the only one that don't know somebody talking shit about you. Somebody's going to make sure that shit get back to you. Oh, yeah. Because they want to see a reaction. Or they want to know how you feel about it. So people would tell you to see your reaction on the negative. Or somebody would tell you to be like, you know, what's your response and how you feel about that? Like, bro, is is it true what they're saying? But it's no way that you can be the only one to know that. Nigga, I'm talking about, yeah, I see some shit on Facebook. Like, they'll talk about a motherfucker. And the people in the comments will go and tag you and be like, hey, what you got to say about this? Oh, like, yeah. like it is, it's, it's inevitable. They gonna do that. They gonna do that, and and it's crazy. But I just want to actually hear, you know, with the art side because you're the first one. Like, other than somebody being a rapper, you know, people yeah. coming in here with their music and stuff like that, or the businesses of skincare or clothes. You are an artist. Mm. And you paint and stuff like that. This is the first time that, you know, I've interacted with someone on that, on the performing arts side and not so just acting or doing that painting. Cause mm-hmm. the painting is without word. It's all visual. And I'm a visual, you know what I'm saying? I am audio. But when I see things, like I can, I, I can paint a, I, mean, I can look at a picture and I can just interpret it so much. Now reading words, mm-hmm. <laughs> I try now. You know, I gotta do better with that. But a picture and hearing something audio, oh man, I can do damage with that. But it was very interesting, and I just had to make sure, bro, I bring you in, man, and, and, and get you acquainted in the rabbit hole, man, and put you on the team, man, because little do everybody know, man, pretty pretty soon, man, we gonna log Zayn on some stuff on, on some stuff on the platform, man, as soon as he finally get himself together and get implemented, man, we gonna, we gonna make sure we, we see and hear a lot more from him, man, but I had to make sure everybody, you know, get acquainted with him, man, and know who he is, and a lot more people start to fuck with him with his paintings and stuff like that, because one thing about it, JP gonna make sure, man, motherfuckers start getting put on, man, and we gonna make some moves deeper other than that, especially using the platform, this is what this fuck, so we gonna make sure that, now, before we close out, I want you to give everybody all your tag information, where they can find you, um, how they can get in touch with you, the best way that you like to be contacted um, and just everything and especially man your new spot you know if it's everything is put together your your uh, hours of operation all that man give them everything you want them to know uh 
Instagram, art by Zay World. Um, no underscores, all lowercase. Uh, my business Instagram is uh, ABZSG underscore low pro ink, and that's just L O P R O ink. Facebook, you can hit me on my uh, personal page, Zay Hutchins. Um, I got art by Zay Gallery. On uh, as the Facebook business page, I have uh, abzstudiogallery.com where you can visit and purchase uh, my merch. I have t-shirts, I have uh, canvas prints, framed prints. And that's also where you can uh, uh, book your tattoo appointment. And that, that's pretty much it. And on the, the FWM podcast, I would definitely, the pictures that I use, um, if you noticed last episode, that was one of his paintings. Um, so you'll see a lot more of his paintings on the platform and on the on the Instagram page. Um, so you're going to see a lot of his paintings. It's the painting with the crown. Everything that got that crown, that's his. So we're going to make sure Zay is definitely highlighted, man, because the artwork is phenomenal and it speaks volumes. So we're going to always make sure, you know, we, we support each other and we make sure we on top of that. And, you know, I, again, bro, I appreciate you coming through, man, and taking the time out. That busy ass schedule you got, bro. Yeah. I appreciate it, man, because I know you, you're doing a lot of moving and you got a lot of stuff going. So I appreciate you taking the time out and coming through. And most definitely, I know it's not going to be the last, man. So now that you know and you've been here, you know how it will go. You know, once you finally get some more time, I know you're going to definitely be stopping in a lot more. And, you know, the next time around, it's not so much introducing yourself. It's, it's just having that dialogue exactly. on, on what we got going on. Yes, so, guys, once again, another great episode here in the rabbit hole. And it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Fight with me. Live for me, everything I seen. I display it in my art. Listen while I draw. Everything I mean, I say it, I paint it vividly, straight from my heart. Listen while I draw. Open your ears, hear what I seen. Sneak a peek at what I saw. Hey, listen, let me draw. I'ma sketch it over this clap, these strings, and that guitar. Hey, listen while I draw. Hey, imagine me and you on a ship that say animal real. Having a threesome, me, you, Mona, and Lisa. Damn, my men are for some. I could picture it now, baby, that shit awesome. You got on Valentino, I got on Tree Tron. I'm so old school, you so new school, they ain't on what we on. Uh, uh, hey, picture this, young nigga posted on the block. Block super hot, so made the transition to paint Picasso. My life, my memoirs, I draw them down on paper I let my heart bleed through that pen I don't have to trace them All my life, everybody told me you can't Now look at little old me, millionaire from pain Hey, live through me, everything I seen I display it in my art Listen while I draw Everything I mean, I say it I paint it vividly, straight from my heart Listen while I draw Open your ears, hear what I seen Sneak a peek at what I saw Hey, listen, let me draw I'ma sketch it over this clap These strings and that guitar Hey, listen while I draw